This weekend our collective heads Wanna put an old rumor to bed Stereotype that you've all heard How we're all just angry video game nerds Most of us have actual jobs Kids and families and cats and dogs, yeah This weekend our collective heads This weekend our collective heads Welcome to This Week in Our Collective Heads. I'm Patrick, giving you the gaming news like we do every single week. That's right, every single week. No matter what happens, hopefully we give you the gaming news. Uh, basically, we want to run down what's important in the week in regards to gaming, tell you what's important, give you some context to understand why it would be important, and uh, why you should be actually listening to me talk for an extended period of time about video games. Uh, I'm solo this week, so you get to hear me ramble. Uh, I also don't have my videos uh, ready, so I apologize. It's been a crazy weekend, but an awesome weekend. So let's get it started with backwards compatible, uh, which is what we usually start with. Uh, Xbox backwards compatible, only one game this week. Uh, Major Nelson tweeted out Call of Duty made Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3 is backwards compatible, which is great. This actually coincides with the uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 saying that they're going to give out Modern Warfare 3, if I'm not mistaken, uh, with uh, pre-orders. So fantastic that that's on there. In addition to that, we got some uh, different news. I'm going to section this off uh, in regards to um, some release dates, kind of fire off these really quick. Uh, coming first, uh, Warriors Arachi 4, which honestly I didn't play. It's very much like Dynasty Warriors. Um, I didn't play, sorry, the previous ones, but uh, Warriors Arachi 4 is going to be released on October 16th. Uh, the last one came out in 2012, I believe. Uh, again, I didn't get to play these. It wasn't really a franchise that I do dove into, but I'm really glad that it's coming out, and it's actually coming out uh, to the West, which is great. Um, so check that out if you're a fan of the uh, action series, kind of like Dynasty Warriors, you'll probably like this. Uh, also got Overcooked, um, sorry, Overcooked 2 coming out August 7th, uh, which we were uh, discussed when it came to uh, Switch um, news that, that Overcooked 2 was coming out on Switch. We just didn't know uh, when that was coming out. So we now know uh, that, that is coming out on August 7th. I also got Captain Spirit, will be out June 25th. I think we believe we talked about that already. Wanted to talk about it again though, because that's coming coming up like um, now, if you're watching uh, the show or listening to the podcast, it's today. Uh, so you can grab that. Uh, again, this is Captain Spirit lines up with the, um, sorry, uh, Captain Spirit is a, a spinoff of the Life is Strange uh, series. So your choices in this are actually gonna affect Life is Strange 2 in some ways. We don't know exactly what. Uh, either way, it's a very creative uh, way of storytelling and this character is really creative in my opinion. Very, uh, very interesting. Something that I haven't seen before uh, in video games, not at this level at least. Um, and now it makes me want to play Life is Strange, which has been sitting on my PlayStation and I haven't played it. So now maybe we've got a reason to play it. Um, all right. So backing up, we talked Let's talk about some uh, actual in-depth news. Pokemon trading uh, is going to happen in Pokemon, uh, sorry, Pokemon Go. Uh, basically, there's an official uh, trading that's going to come out alongside a new friend system in Pokemon Go. And I believe what they're doing is they're setting up all of these uh, these things within Pokemon Go because when when 
uh, Pokemon Go, P Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, Eevee come out, they want to make sure they have the back end ready so that way you can trade in Go or in Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go, Let's Go Pikachu because those are going to um, have some type of interaction. And I hope they have interaction one way or another, like syncing back and forth. That'd be really cool. I'm pretty sure that's what they've what they've said, but um, all I've heard is you transfer two. Uh, let's go, let's go, uh, uh, Pikachu. I haven't heard the other way around. Either way, I think they're trying to make sure that they have similar uh, parallel systems on on both of the uh, the game versions. They want to be able to trade in both, battle in both. Everything should be kind of the same-ish. Uh, they don't want people who are playing Pokemon Go to basically be feel ripped off and feel like they have to buy um, a Switch and these Switch games in order to keep up. So I think that's really cool that they're bringing that out, but we, we don't 100% know all the details on that yet, so we'll keep you up to date on that as it comes out. Uh, also, uh, we found out there's no DLC in Octopath Traveler, which I'm okay with. I mean, if they come out with a really good RPG without uh, DLC, I'm fine with that. I mean, that's how Final Fantasy VI and, and all the other amazing RPGs that people tout as as the best didn't have DLC, so why should this have DLC? I, I think that's really cool that they, they basically said it's a complete game. It won't have any DLC because it's already complete. I think that's great. If we hear about DLC later on, what that tells us is that it's an additional story they want to tell and they're going to offer it to us, which I think is more important than, um, than creating a game and then sectioning off ideas and, and literally sections or characters or anything out of the game in order to save them for more money. I really respect that. It makes me want to give them money. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a game that I kind of want to play. I've, I don't know. I've been in and out of interest with this game. So I may now have to give them my money for the fact that they're going to come out with that. Uh, so I think that's really cool. Um, got some interesting news out of, um, sorry, out of Psyonix or uh, I'd say interesting. Uh, Psyonix has outlined uh, plans for Rocket League's, uh, a Rocket League pass. Uh, and uh, where is it? Functions similar to uh, to Fortnite's Battle Pass. Players can unlock new cosmetics with the pass um, that'll help unlock without having to do microtransactions, which is something really cool. Uh, I'm sorry, I, for, I thought I'd read through this, but I didn't. Um, $10 premium option that gains access to more cosmetics such as player banners, car bodies, and more. Majority of items that you unlock either in the free or premium pass can be traded with other players. Uh, if you decide that you're into the new progression system, you can also upgrade to premium pass and immediately unlock all the rewards from your current tier. So I think that's cool for people who are playing, um, playing Rocket League. Um, I mean, I know it's new cosmetics and everything. Again, I'm glad that they're not doing anything that like breaks the game. Um, still sticking with with that with that aspect of it. Um, again, I think that's cool. It's another way to to support your developers as well. Like we we always talk about that. You if you if you enjoy a game, you need to be supporting these developers to make sure they can keep making games that you like. You have to vote with your dollar. It's a perfect example right there. Um, I lost track of what I was doing. Oh, Sony announced some uh, uh, PlayStation hits, which is the PlayStation 2... So oh, sorry. PlayStation hits is PS4 Classics uh, that are going to be $20. Uh, in that list, we've got Bloodborne, Drive Club, 
Sec uh, infamous Second Son, Kill Zone Shadowfall, Little Big Planet 3, Ratchet and Clank, The Last of Us, which is the remastered version, Uncharted 4, Battlefield 4, Doom, Project Cars 3, uh, Street Fighter 5. Well, I thought it was 4. Sorry, Street Fighter 5. I'm behind on these things. Um, let's see, that's uh, Yakuza. Uh, Yakuza 0 and Metal Gear Solid 5 all 20 bucks a lot of these have already been given out for free if you didn't if you were part of uh, the PlayStation uh, Plus membership which I'm really glad if you didn't get them through PlayStation Plus you can get them here for 20 bucks a lot of these are a complete steal uh, the last of us for $20 is a great price that game is in a beautiful story amazing story and um, I highly encourage anyone who has not played it to pick it up and play it. The story is wonderful. The gameplay is really good. Um, I, I think it may be one of the best games that's come out in a long time. You know we love Bloodborne, uh, and there's a lot of other great games in here as well. Uh, but I think it's really great to see these um, these hits coming out for twenty bucks. Um, it's a really good uh, a good price point. Uh, so speaking of uh, price points and everything that has nothing to do with anything. Um, Dangerous Driving uh, has been announced. Uh, also, uh, Danger Zone 2. So both the, from the makers of the Criterion, uh, sorry, from Criterion founders, uh, coming out with two brand new games, um, which is great. So this is as close as you're going to actually get to a uh, to a burnout game with Dangerous Driving. Uh, but Danger Danger Zone was a uh, is a game uh, where you essentially play and wreck cars, and the more you wreck, the more points you get. But depending on damage and there's different um, skill or challenges uh, so I think it's cool it's getting a sequel um, I thought the game was pretty fun uh, to me it didn't have that much replayability so I hope this does dangerous driving though is basically gonna be burnout you know more uh, of that uh, driving aspect as opposed to just wrecking the cars so really happy about that obviously they're they're getting the uh, the funding that they wanted and the people people are buying the games they wanted again voting with your wallet I guess that does work out doesn't it as a segue in in reverse um, as we uh, as we talk about all of these uh, things in gaming um, another thing that came up though was that uh, the uh, World Health Organization has classified video game addiction as a mental disorder um, which I I do believe that video games uh, video games can be addicting i think that the problem with their classification excuse me the problem with a lot of their classification is they basically just blanket statement what it is to have uh to 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 be a video game and blanket statement addiction to said video game and the problem is, especially the, the World Health Organization, it would have been better for them to completely single out, which I have not seen in here. Um, it needs to be a classification, which I agree with a lot of what people have been saying about this. But it doesn't specifically say, here are the contributing factors, not in the person, but in the game, that, that pull out those addictive personalities, that make those people become addicted um, most people don't get addicted uh, to video games most gamers that I know aren't really addicted to video games but every gamer that I know I can talk to a specific gamer and say 
you know, and they can tell me a specific game that they got addicted to, and it's always the same story. There's some type of carrot on a stick element to it, or there's some type of, uh, of um, uh, basically this chase that goes on where you never can really win, or you have to, uh, you have to put in time uh, every day or every week. You have to put in a specific amount of time in order to keep up. Uh, with with the game, otherwise you feel like you're being punished. So it makes you have to interact with it. Anytime you're doing those kind of things, <clears throat> you're essentially uh, digging into anyone who has any type of addictive personality. Because a lot of these things that they're talking about when it comes to addiction, it doesn't matter what it is. These people are going to be addicted to it. I mean, um, uh, Requiem for a Dream is a great example of that. When you talk about all the you see all the people with their different addictions. Um, there are all types of addictions out there. I mean, I've, I know people who uh, you could classify as saying that they were addicted to, uh, to cooking. You could say someone's addicted to reading um, because it's all they would do. If, they, if they're given free, free reign, that's all they would do is read. No one complains about that. Uh, addicted to Netflix. How, you know, how, I literally saw someone on Facebook talk about being stopped four times in a day with Netflix saying, are you still watching this show? Because they binge watched a show the entire day. The World Health Organization hasn't said shit about that, but they'll talk about video games because video games is easy to target. Not everyone plays video games, but they do. Um, so essentially here, um, I mean, talking about uh, probably a little bit more than 2 billion people play some type of video game in one way or another. It's a lot of people. I mean, that and that's different types of video games, but that's a lot of people. It's not, it's not everyone, but it's a lot of people. It's more people than, I don't know, work on, I, 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 I would put this, I would, literally bet on this. I bet more people play video games than know how to change the oil in their car. I bet that more people uh, play video games than know the lyrics to the national anthem. Uh, America's national anthem. I, I'm, this is a large group of people and to blanket statement something like this uh, I think can be a problem. Video game addiction exists but we have to correctly uh, target it and correctly, we need to understand it, we need to um, dive into it and really define what it is to be addicted and what um, factors there are. Not just, oh, people get addicted to video games. It's not that simple. We all know it's not that simple. Anyways, I will stop ranting about that. Let's talk about something else. Uh, let's talk about some uh, some legal issues. Um, Friday the 13th, the video game uh, that I've been playing and some other people played uh, is not going to get any further content at all. Everything's been put on hold because of legal issues. Um, this has been something that's been going on for quite a while. The creator of Friday the 13th uh, who uh, wrote, created it. He wrote the first first movie, created the whole thing. He's the one who gave the license to, or gave the copyright to uh, the developers to make the Friday the 13th game. Uh, he has been in lawsuits in regards to does he actually uh, own the rights to Friday the 13th. And because of all of that, 
uh, the game is going to suffer for it, uh, which I think is very, uh, very sad that that's going on, both for the film franchise and the video games. I thought the video game was interesting. I don't think that it has that much sustainability, but it really sucks that this is going to dive into people who are actually enjoying the game. Uh, to me, I'm more upset about the, the movie aspect of this because I've been waiting for a new Friday the 13th movie for quite a while. I thought the reboot was actually a pretty darn interesting way to do it. They essentially retold 1, 2, and 3 in a way and rebooted it in a really good, uh, concise fashion. And I'm really sad that you know we may not get another Friday the 13th movie. We're getting more Halloween, but we're not getting another Friday the 13th, so upset about that. Um, in one that I think that I think less people will be upset about in a way um, is uh, Bethesda is going to be is suing Warner Brothers over their mobile Westworld game. I didn't even know there was a mobile Westworld game. So Westworld, if you didn't know, is the HBO's TV series about uh, a um, futuristic theme park with a bunch of robots that they call hosts that look exactly like humans. Uh, and you can go there and uh, and live out these fantasies of um, of being a cowboy or or what have you. Uh, they have different sections. Westworld's all about um, being a cowboy, and the game that that uh, that the game that Warner Brothers and HBO were working on uh, is essentially Fallout Shelter. It's almost the same thing. Uh, as, as Fallout Shelter, uh, a lot of the building, the unlocking is the same. The only difference is you're not building down underground. You're 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 just building all in the horizontal, from what I've seen. Um, but the interesting thing is, not only does it look like West, not only does it look like Fallout Shelter, it doesn't play like Fallout Shelter, from what I've seen. Uh, but fall, but um, Bethesda pointed out. Um, they're demanding a trial, a jury trial, by the way. But they pointed out there's a bug in the early version of the Fallout Shelter that's been patched that is in the game for the Westworld mobile game. So if that's not damning enough, I don't know what is. Uh, at this point, I don't really see what leg HBO has to stand on. But we'll see what happens in the uh, in the trial if they even go to trial. They're, like I said, uh, Bethesda's demanding jury trial on it. So we'll see what happens on there. I think it's really cool for Bethesda to do this, though, because they need to protect the integrity of Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter is a really unique game. It's very interesting. Sure, someone may bring up some other game that's similar to that, but um, if you take a game and you basically reskin the game and you're using the same code or pretty much the same code uh, with similar backend systems, that's stealing. That's stealing. You are you are layering on artwork onto someone else's code. That code is copywritten. So, interesting stuff. Anyways, let me know in the comments what you think about that, and if you think that uh, yeah, if they they deserve a lawsuit on that, and let me know if you're worried about the future of the uh, Friday the Thirteenth franchise as well. We'll see you later.